Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, a CBS Sports soccer podcast. I'm Sandra Odetta, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, NWSL analyst and broadcaster. On today's episode, we're going to be recapping this weekend's NWSL matches for you all. Five games. Five- Games with all 10 teams competing in all of the actions. The player demonstrations are also continuing this weekend. A quick reminder to you all before we get into everything, follow us on Twitter at Attacking Third. You can also head on over to our YouTube page to subscribe so you can never miss a thing. Uh, Whenever we post a new video, post an interview, whenever we go live, and you can catch all the great extended NWSL highlights, head on over to YouTube.com. YouTube.com slash attacking third and subscribe today. Lisa, how are you doing today? How was your weekend? I'm good. My weekend was great, filled with NWSL, a little bit of travel here and there. I called a few of these matches, which was really fun um, because we had some exciting ones, some boring ones. I'm going to be honest, but I I got to call one really exciting one, which is always very fun. Sandra, how, how are you? How was your weekend? I'm with you on that. I had a, an eventful weekend and a big part of it was dedicated to to paying attention to these games. And I got to say, we've been we've been waiting for it and we've been talking about it and we've been keeping an eye on it, talking about how this playoff push is really going to set the tone in some of these matches. And I think we really, really started to see that during this weekend's matches. Let's get into it. Let's start with this Saturday slate, Lisa. We had a double header. I'm really excited to talk about this first match with you. It was Orlando Pride versus New Jersey and New York, Gotham FC. Gotham walking away with the win in this one. Three, two, we had a ton of goals, some really beautiful ones, some late game drama. It had it all. It felt like a playoff type of match. And Lisa, you got to call it all. Talk to me about it. Uh, it was exciting. I mean, okay, I'm not going to lie. The entire 90 minutes wasn't exciting. The end, very, very exciting. Um, we actually, uh, calling the game in between like the booth, we can like hear, or we can hear all the producers and the directors and the audio people in our ears when they like press a certain button. They were all screaming and the last minute or so of this match, um, I called it alongside Michael Minnick. We were screaming in the booth, staring at each other, like what the heck is happening? in this match so exciting um uh, three two so five goals in this one which was a great start to the weekend of nwsl um just to take our, our listeners through a little bit of the timeline of what happened in this match it started in the third minute which is insane uh Gaetan Tine, she actually got the start for gotham under scott parkinson she wasn't supposed to start ali long was out with her fifth red card 
So Tina got the start um, and then she ended up getting her first NWSL career goal, followed by her first NWSL career brace. Uh, she got her second goal um, off of a set piece later in this match. But um, the team goals by this weekend were great. And it started with Gotham. Carly Lloyd had a she didn't get on the score sheet this weekend, but her influence in the game was very, very evident. Every time she touched the ball, it was progression for Gotham, moving the ball forward. Uh, Margaret Purse is the third Gotham goal scorer in this match. Um, and then really, I think the moral of the story is when you look at a team like Orlando Pride, never say never when they have players like Sydney LaRue, Marta, Alex Morgan, even Ashlyn Harris, who frankly, on the first goal, I don't really know what happened, why she didn't save it. I actually have a theory behind that. Um, but it never say never because Sydney LaRue comes back. She's one of those players that no matter what's happening in the game, she's going to work her ass off and yep. she's going to get her team back into this or at least fight until the very end to do that. And that's exactly what she does. Erica Timrak ends up scoring first for the pride in like the 84th minute, 85th minute or so. Um, this shot, Frankly, nothing special. Kaylin Sheridan can't save it. This is where my theory comes in. Uh, the first goal, Ashlyn Harris like didn't dive and yes. didn't grab it from Tine. And then second half, Kaylin Sheridan is in that goal. And the shot from Erica Timrak is honestly nothing special. And Sheridan can't save it. It hits her gloves and then goes into the net. <laughs> I, my theory is that there is like, we were talking about this in, in the booth. Like there was a sign or a light or something that both goalkeepers lost track of the ball. It was very weird. Very, very weird what happened to both of those shots. Whatever. A goal is a goal. It happens. And yep. then Marta scores a penalty kick. Um, Alex Morgan drawing that penalty. Then the final say, seconds stoppage time. I was going to ask you, I was like, final second. that penalty, what did you think? Soft? Not soft? Right call? It was a little soft. Not the right call? Okay. It was a little soft, but it, it was a call. It was a foul. It was a foul. There's another PK that happened this weekend. Very soft. Was not a foul <laughs> at all. But we'll get to that. Uh, this one, yeah, I think I think there was a little bit of contact. And then Morgan fell. So I'm going to say that. There was contact on the play. Because the other PK this weekend, there was no contact. Um, but anyway, stoppage time, final seconds of the game, Ashlyn Harris out of goal for Orlando pride. It goes off the post that Orlando hit like four posts in this match. It was freaking nuts. Uh, Maggie Doherty Howard ends up getting her fifth yellow. So she'll be out next time Orlando plays. This one was nuts, Sandra. This game was nuts. It really just sort of felt like that type of game that had, that had everything like, yeah, we're talking to, we're looking, <laughs> we're looking really closely at these games that we know are going to have that sort of, playoff feeling that playoff environment because certain teams are trying to make that late season push but this one on top of ha already having that energy really did have it all it had like really beautiful goals wonderful team goal from Gotham it had some maybe not so like aesthetically pleasing goals I think it had a penalty like call NWSL after dark magic happening on some of these it, goals it, it, I'm not gonna the penalty call that people like people like to have discourse about it. So like, uh, Hey, we welcome that energy as well. So I'm just like, wow. I'm like this, this game really did uh, uh, kind of have a little bit of, of everything, but going into this game, Gotham or excuse me, Orlando pride, this, this team that just sort of feels like they're, they were just 
barely hanging on right to this sort of playoff position that they had. They've been, they've been slipping a little bit. They've been going on a little bit of a run that has not helped them in terms of the standings. Uh, and now after this weekend's meet, they're sort of on the outside looking in. And then for a team like Gotham, that just sort of seemed like they were pr- like getting primed to like really set this run getting those draws, like this sort of refuse to lose type of mentality, and then finally getting a little bit of a statement win, maybe we can call it. Um, I think this team has had some maybe some some better performances, and, and or not better, but some other performances that we can look at and feel that they're more complete 90-minute performances, right? But this one sort of felt like, even when they were presented with this sort of these late game scenarios <laughs> that could have maybe ch- changed some things because some we've seen it in this league when moments get chaotic in late game moments, anything can happen, but they, they themselves, uh, you know, ended up hanging on uh, a further win, but um, with Orlando hosting this game, Lisa, uh, they were a team that did not participate in the uh, the midweek matches that took place, where we really started to see the beginning of uh, what has been player demonstrations throughout the league. Um, in direct response to um, all of the reporting that has uh, come out uh, around um, former NWSL players, Sinead Farley, Manishim, uh, Kaya McCullough, players who have spoken out, got on record uh, in terms of abuse that they have suffered um, while... Uh, in NWSL, and we've been seeing these really powerful moments um, throughout the matches taking place. Um, and in this in this game, we all sort of assumed that the demonstrations would continue because not all of the clubs were given the opportunity during those midweek matches to participate in these player demonstrations. Uh, so in Orlando, the demonstrations continued in the sixth minute. Play paused. They're doing this in the sixth minute to pay homage to the six years of silence that it took for these stories to be heard. Um, And a very special thing happened where um, Alex Morgan, who was a part of some of the reporting that has been coming out and shining light on this, on these stories, um, was with Orlando, you know, getting the start. And then also Manashim was, was present uh, at this game as well to, to actually participate um, during the player demonstrations mid game. Um, there was, it looked at as for those of us who were viewing it on the stream, a bit of confusion that took place uh, with Manashim uh, participating in this and it looked like on the stream for us that the there was a misidentification uh, that the looks like the camera angles were incorrect when people were trying to identify Manashim and I just wanted to see if you can enlighten us sort of give us an insider's view of the broadcast and 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 what that sort of looks like when that's happening on air yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not really going to sugarcoat this. It was a misidentification that it, it didn't look like it. It was um, it, how these things break down from an insider perspective, of course, is horrible. And, and no one involved in the broadcast or even watching the broadcast wants that to happen by any means. Um, we did find out before ahead of times that Shim was going to be at the match and she was going to participate in the circle alongside Alex, Alex Morgan. That's really all the news and the information we were given. Um, as if anyone doesn't know, we broadcast these games remotely, um, which is like the best kept secret, maybe in the NWSL, maybe not. So our production crew is not on site. 
Yeah. Um, we have camera and, crew and, that and is by on we, site. Mean, and by we, you mean like Vista, Whirling, and yes, the crew that's putting together the games. Okay. Yes, the 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 producer, the director, the audio, the broadcasters. We are not on site. Um, and so when we're calling these games, we have a camera crew that is actually on site and remote. That is. We get them freelanced through whether it's the club or the location or things like that. So they are actually on site. We do have camera crew there. Um, so the sometimes the communication between truck, you would say, which is like the producers, the directors, the audio and camera crew isn't always there. Like getting substitutes. Sometimes we don't get them until very late and it's already in the game. So this was happening. Um, the camera crew was told to get someone in regular clothing and that these camera crew people don't know who they're getting. And sometimes our producers and directors can't talk to the camera crew and say, wrong person. They can change the camera and they can get a different angle. So yes, mistakes were made and things like that. But ultimately, Shim did not want to be recognized and she did not want to be on camera. Um, so uh, us even identifying that she was at the game was okay, but not getting her on camera specifically was what she ultimately wanted and Orlando Pride wanted. Um, that wasn't necessarily communicated to us until at a later time, but it doesn't matter. The, the mistake was made and it was Brittany Wilson shown on the camera. Um, but in those moments, we have no control over what's happening and what we're seeing. That's why even separate from this situation, but camera work has been different this year where maybe a goal is missed. We miss it too. I don't get to see that either as a broadcaster. Um, so just certain things happen that we really have no control over and mistakes are made. Um, and I know the league wants to have very professional broadcasts and I want to do my job as a broadcaster and be a professional. My producer wants to be a professional. My director wants to be a professional and things happen, especially when you're not on site that we don't always have the most control over. Of course, it needs to be better and those mistakes need to not be made, but a lot of times they are out of our control. Right. Well, I appreciate you uh, giving a little bit of insight there. I, I know our listeners um, really appreciate that whenever we get anybody, whether it's you or any of our prior guests who have come on and been able to sort of, you know, give those perspectives uh, in the past. So I appreciate you for kind of enlightening even even myself and that I did. I did not know uh, some of those things. So, uh, of course, uh, this game. Uh, ended up sort of, I think, setting the tone, I think, for for the rest of the weekend because we've got more matches that we've got to get into here. Um, and not all of them were were snoozers. A lot of them were very, very entertaining, uh, like we've already alluded to. Uh, the second and final match to close out Saturday took place between Washington Spirit and Racing Louisville FC. Washington Spirit walking away with a very big... Oh, wait, wait, Sandra, game. excuse me. Sandra, I'm so sorry. We have to fact check our listeners on who we oh, picked. Lord. So You're for Gotham, Orlando Pride, I picked Gotham to win and you picked Orlando Pride. So <sighs> one nil to me right now. Okay, oh, you Lord. may continue. We got, you know what? You're absolutely right. We got to do our due diligence. We all got jobs to do. And right now, Lisa's got one. I'm and winning. I'm I've got zero. <laughs> Let's see what happened in this next one. Washington Spirit versus Racing Louisville. Let's leave with that. What were the picks in this one for you and I? We both picked Washington. All right. So we're 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 both feeling good about this one. Spirit, Spirit walking away 
3-0 with a win on this one. Uh, Racing Louisville FC mathematically eliminated uh, out of any type of playoff contention uh, with their games remaining. I believe the highest level of points they could obtain would be 26 or 27. And quite frankly, that's just not enough considering the teams in front of them. Uh, so officially out of contention and a big win for the Washington Spirit, who they themselves are still sort of playing in that sort of middle table, lower, you know, fourth, fifth and sixth seeded uh, areas for playoff spots. But uh, I think this type of win, and this is the one you were alluding to, right? With the penalties that we had and that we're sort of looking and having yes. those question marks. But let's not let's not start on focus on that with the penalty. Let's talk a little bit about some of this dynamic play between the front three and the attack for Washington spirit. When we're talking about some of the goals that took place this weekend, my goodness, Lisa, the ones and the ones in this one, it was really, really nice. And it almost was like a little bit of a friendly reminder because we haven't seen Washington spirit sort of play in so long. They took them, they were away for about a month and then they finally came back into the fold and returned to play and had that very narrow win against Kansas city. And now they had this sort of statement win against racing Louisville and they did it with some of these beautiful goals. They're Rookie Trinity Rodman playing a big, big role in this one. And Ashley Hatch reminding everybody, hey, I want to still be in the running for that golden boot. Let's break it down, Lisa. This game was very, very exciting to end off on Saturday evening. And again, it started really quick. Gotham, the scoring started in the third minute. This one, Rodman in the eighth minute, she picks off a pass. That's, I think that's something that listeners really need to pay attention to these forwards aren't just scoring goals and 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 having worldies and bangers they're also playing defense and that's what makes up for a lot of the goal scoring opportunities and that this was trinity rodman she picks off a pass from louisville um and and this is beautiful bent ball right into the path of ashley hatch uh it, it was beautiful and this gives ashley hatch eight goals on the season um but that's not the only combo goal we saw from rodman and hatch it was just really really impressive for them but the defensive work from rodman really was all worth it and hatch just making sure that she found the back of the net um there was a penalty kick in this match um, it was called for Ashley Sanchez and Mira Montez for racing Louisville in the box. I'm just going to say it here. Ashley Sanchez did not get touched. She fell in the box and there was a defender within three feet of her and the penalty kick was called. Now, that's just what I'm going to say. Sandra, did you think it was a penalty kick? Listen, I'll did just you think it was a foul. I think you <laughs> listen. Listen, sometimes things happen in this league and no matter what it is, right or wrong, there's always discourse around it. But I am with you in the camp that I think that it was definitely questionable, at least. And that's putting it nicely. Also, the way this game was going, quite frankly, unnecessary for the spirit. I think they probably would have found another one, you know, and, and we saw it develop that way and play out. Um, yeah. But Andy Sullivan, again, it, she, it wasn't a game changer. No, 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 not 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 in any any sense. Uh, but Andy Sullivan has sort of is is appears to be the one when it comes to these these moments, these penalty kick moments for the Spirit. This is not her second uh, penalty kick conversion uh, for, for this team. So uh, the defensive midfielder, the captain, stepping up to the point and and slotting it away and converting it. But even even without um, that sort of 
questionable scenario for the team. I think it was a, it just sort of felt like another one of those big, big wins, you know, all things considered the opposition that they were facing. I think you look at something on paper and you take a look at the team in front of you and you sort of see how they're mathematically eliminated. Maybe there's not a ton there to play for. Maybe the energy is different, right? When you're going up against a team Mm -hmm. like that, but uh, it's a little unfair when we talk about this league being one of the most competitive in the world, that anything can happen on any given match day. Um, and Washington Spirit came away with a, a really full, complete performance. And that that offense sort of looking like that very impressive offense, that attack that we were looking at and keeping an eye on really during that, those summer months, during those uh, Olympic stretches of time in the season. And uh, it got away from them a little bit. But if they can keep this going into these final three weeks or so and ride that into the playoffs, they're going to be a very dangerous uh, team to contend with. Uh, We've got three more matches to get through, Lisa. They will be. They will be. In this one, uh, just some facts as we head into more midweek matches coming up. Uh, Savannah McCaskill, she got her fifth yellow card, so she'll be (laughs) out coming up. And Hatch got a second goal in this one, so that's two braces already in two matches from Tina for Gotham. And then Hatch gets her second one, so Hatch now number nine. And at this point, she's tied with Beth, like at this point in the weekend after this Washington game, she is Ashley Hatch is tied with Bethany Balser as the golden boot leader. Um, and, and Portland after these two matches secured a playoff spot. After yeah, they, they didn't even have to, results. they didn't have to play yet on Saturday. And they still they <laughs> with the results they, on Saturday. Already secured. The only way Portland wasn't going to secure was if Gotham Orlando tied. So even after that game, it was pretty, obvious that Portland had secured, but that's how Saturday ended with two braces for both games and Portland's clinching a playoff spot. Uh, We do love NWSL math. Let's think about it some more. (laughs) We'll get into the triple header of matches on Sunday right now after a quick break. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, You transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, Roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sunday, 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 triple header. Lisa, we do love a triple header on Sunday. Three matches to get through. Let's start it with Kansas City NWSL hosting Portland Thorns FC. Portland Thorns walking into this one. I got, if memory serves me correctly, Lisa, we both picked the Thorns 
We did both pick Portland for this and one, we and are we are both, both losers. We are, we're both losers in this one. A zero-zero draw for these two teams. Uh, Got to say, there's obviously a lot that's happening um, in the league right now off the pitch uh, that is very much impacting things that are happening on the pitch. It's tough to play in these games right now for a lot of these players that we've been, as we've been hearing um, post game directly from these players uh, alluding and, and stating as such. Uh, but the Portland Thorns are now winless in their last three matches. Um, and this is a zero zero draw. So not, not a loss. Maybe that's the silver lining here. If you're uh, sort of looking at it on the Thorns side of things, sort of getting a result versus letting, uh, you know, walking away with a loss. Uh, but honestly, maybe the same for Kansas City as well. This is a team that's also been eliminated from any type of playoff contention for for quite some time. Uh, but they have had their perspective on 2022, wanting to sort of close out their season and end out their 2021 with positive things to take a look at and carry that momentum into the 2022 season. But the split points for Portland uh, gave them a small bump and it keeps them in first place uh, out of this weekend, uh, but just not enough there, uh, really. A little bit of, uh, I don't know if we want to allude to it as questionable, questionable finishing, right? Because we've seen that from this this Thorns team. We've seen this type of Thorns team uh, be able to create chances, generate attack, and then maybe walk away with very slim score lines. We're talking multiple uh, shot stats, but one goal, right? So maybe sort of feels a little bit like that came into play on this one. And obviously midweek matches, quick turns around, you know, all of the fatigue on the like that stuff comes into play as well. So I'm not going to I'm not going to like hyper contextualize or harp in on individual performances, all things considered. Uh, but in terms of walking away with the result, I think going from two losses and picking up and then going to a match where you at least walk away with a point is a little bit of progress for this team right now. It is. And I think that Kansas City did what Kansas City wanted to do in this match, and that's disrupt the playoffs. That's uh, uh, Hugh Williams told us that I got to speak with him before this match, and he said, we're out of this, but we can still play puppeteer almost uh, because they have games coming up. And for Kansas City, they still want to play. They still have things to work on and to get better and and Hugh Williams said that he wants to use these next few matches that Kansas City has to get better as a team and to focus on things that they've been working on in training and, and use those moments to get better. Um, it was a bit of a weird game, I'm going to say. Like the chances and the the scoring opportunities weren't really there. I think Sophia Smith looked a little tired. Um They've been traveling a lot. She played majority of the minutes just Wednesday a few days ago. So that might have something to do with it. Um, Christine Sinclair, we don't see this very often. She missed her penalty kick, hit it off the post. Um, that They had an opportunity. Actually, Kansas City was the first one to have their opportunity. Kristen Hamilton had a beautiful ball in and over the top. And just going in between the Portland back line, she actually ends up trip, tripping Becky Sauerbronn. 
right outside of the 18. She does score the goal, but it gets called back. The foul is called right at the top of the box and it comes out. So I think that would have been a game changer if that goal counted. Uh, The game would have looked completely different. But then late in the second half, around like the 85th minute or so, Christine Sinclair has a penalty kick going against A.D. Franch, the former Thorns goalkeeper that Portland knows so well. Um, and Sinclair misses. I, I don't know. I have I have theories on this one too. Diz, it, obviously, Franch and Sinclair know each other very well. They practiced penalty kicks while they were both on the Thorns team. Did Sinclair switch up her way, which way she was going? So Franch dove to the right. Her Franch is left, and if Sinclair usually goes right, did she try to go left, and that's why she missed? Like Christine Sinclair doesn't miss penalty kicks. No, and you could see how gutted she was after that, too. It just sort of felt like that was the moment, right? Yeah. Try to change it up, switch up the game, and really steal all that momentum. Um, but possibly, I mean, A.D. French with the complete opposite way. Uh, and then it was ended, it ended up being the post that, that, saved, that saved the day. So it's a little bit of a, you know, how lacking was the attack for, for Portland versus how big of a – performance from Adriana Mm -hmm. in this one, right? It's a little bit of a tale of of two uh, teams for sure. Uh, Let's let's, uh, circle in a little bit on this next match with Houston Dash versus North Carolina Courage. A huge, huge win for the Dash in a number of ways. They're climbing the table. It feels like game after game after game that they have. And then not only that, they put it on the North Carolina Courage a 4-1 win for the dash in this one and they now sit in third place they kind of you know were going into this one sitting middle of the table and now they're in the top three with this one and a huge performance from rachel daly bagging another brace in this one it's a theme this weekend with certain players picking up a brace or, or doubles here and there and then another really big performance uh from previous ali somebody who's really been turning things on for this uh, dash team after kind of being out of the mix, quite frankly. We have seen uh, Brie Vizali be absent from these starting 11s for quite some time. Uh, and now she's finding herself with the opportunity during this very crucial time of the season to really make a statement and make an impact for this Dash team. And she did it in this one against a really big opponent. 4-1 for Houston, another big game for Rachel Daly. It sort of feels like there's a couple of teams that are maybe sort of standing out a little bit in this one, Lisa, that they're kind of becoming and hitting this really uh, inch. They're hitting their stride and they're becoming these really top informed teams. And Houston Dash, for me, sort of feels like it's, it's one of these teams. I think... I had the dash in this one for our picks. Did I not, Lisa? Yeah, you did, Sandra. You had Houston winning. I had this one marked as a draw. I'll fine, fine. So right now we're tied one-to-one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this match was something about all of the matches this weekend. And you can tell by the scoring in them, there was a lot of goals throughout all of these, except for Kansas City, Portland. But because these teams didn't waste any time getting into this match, first goal for North Carolina, Jess McDonald comes in the fourth minute. Really, really quick. And I think that's also something to take note of, that the Courage got on the board first in this one, um, even though – Houston was in the attack the entire, entire first half. Um, Really just so much pressure on the Courage's back line. And there was a lot of mistakes from North Carolina Courage's back line based on what they did. And that's not taking away anything that Houston's attack did because 
they were on fire. This was Rachel Daly's night. Um, she was just all over the place, but you're right. Breva Sally, she had a fantastic great game. She ended with a goal and assist. Rachel Daly ends with a brace. That's our third brace of the weekend so far in su- succession with Tina, Ashley Hatch, and now Rachel Daly getting a brace in this one. So Rachel Daly ends with nine goals. So at this point, there's a three-way tie for Golden Boot Leader with Bethany Balser, Ashley Hatch, and Rachel Daly all at nine goals. Um, Shea Groom actually notched a goal in this one, a header. Really, the goals for Houston were fantastic. All of them were just really world-class goals. They deserved every single one of them. Um, This was a fun match. If you didn't get a chance to watch this one, I suggest you go back. You can rewatch matches on Paramount Plus and you can catch all the highlights on Attacking Third's YouTube page, youtube.com slash Attacking Third. This one, Houston and North Carolina, go back and watch it. It was very entertaining. Bangers, bangers all night. Take a look at it if you if you all get a chance and you missed it. Final one of the of the weekend, Lisa. It was OL Rain versus Chicago Red Stars. Talking about Top tier teams who are in form right now. All rain, absolutely, probably, arguably, maybe, you know, I'm sure people will find discourse in, in all places. But uh, I think for us here in attack, attacking third, arguably the, the hottest team in the league right now, picking up results left and right, wins primarily, finding a way mm-hmm. to get these type of goals that we just know are going to end up on constant highlight reels. And that happened again for this team. On this day against Chicago Red Stars, they hosted the Red Stars uh, at Cheney uh, Stadium and they went down early in this one. We're talking about s- maybe a similar scenario with with Houston and North Carolina kind of echoing things a little bit in this rain and Red Stars game. But Mel Pugh getting on the scoreboard early for Chicago. Good to see that happen. We talk a lot about that particular player week in and week out constantly doing the work, really getting involved in the attack, but maybe not necessarily uh, able to get the goals, uh, but picking up the assists for the team. And then this one, she was able to open up the goal scoring early, but that quickly, quickly turned (laughs) for the Red Stars as Rain really kind of took things over in the midfield for sure. And just sort of played this very, very direct type of attacking style and uh, quickly found the lead and got it back ahead of halftime uh, against the Chicago Red Stars. A banger from Jess Fishlock again while we're touting and plugging the attacking third YouTube. You could catch those highlights. And if you are going to catch some, try to catch this match. There were some great goals in this one, y'all. Really great stuff. Lisa, what were some of your takes in this one? So I'm genuinely pleasantly surprised at how fast Kalia Watt is on, on the goal (laughs) that Mallory Pugh had for Chicago to open up the scoring. Mallory Pugh does a move that only really fast soccer players can do. You kick it to the right of a defender and you run around the left side of them. Like there are so many players that can't do this because defenders, they have a step. They have like two or three steps on you to get to the ball. Watt did this to get around the OL Reign defender. And she looked so fast. I, I was just so impressed, pleasantly surprised by Kaylee Watt. And then she sets up the ball for Pew. Um, I think it's very fitting that Mallory Pew gets a goal in this one and a pretty good goal. I don't understand why Huerta didn't step to Pew. Pew can shoot the ball, shoot the ball from distance and strike it well. And that's what she did. She punished Huerta, the defender, for not stepping and closing down that space. But 
man, Jess Fishlock, she ends with a brace in this match. So that's now our fourth brace of the weekend in five matches. There is something that these NWSL players are trying to prove that they can score goals, that they can be entertaining, that they just want to have fun on the pitch. And that's exactly what they're doing. Um, Rose Lavelle, she had a left-footed banger as well. That was really, really good. OL Rain had a beautiful team goal in this one as well from Fishlock. She sends it out wide to Huerta. Huerta sends it in and Fishlock gets her header. That's her second goal on the night. Um, I think that the play for these players when they're on the pitch, especially this weekend after everything that's happened in the league and all the news that has come out, just everything, it's heavy and it's really emotional. And we saw moments throughout this weekend and and in this OL Reign game where there was light, there was a lot of joy for these players to just be playing a game um, and be happy to be out there. And I, I want the players to be able to have that every single day when they show up to work, um, not just when they're scoring ridiculous bangers and having a great game. But um, I think yeah, that absolutely. the players played for each other this weekend. Yeah, we got to see the continuation of that for sure. Um, O.L. Reign and Chicago Red Stars, again, two of the other teams who were unable to participate in the midweek m- matches that uh, started the player demonstrations and uh, continued this weekend. And these two teams also got to finally participate in the player demonstrations during the six-minute um and it was, uh, again, it just echoes what all the other demonstrations and all the other games have done. It was just a very powerful and very emotional moment. Uh, we are watching this happen in real time, and we see the fans in the stands also participating in these moments with the players uh, as well. And, um, you know, we definitely have to take a moment here before we exit out of the show Uh to absolutely commend the players, not only for doing these demonstrations, but making themselves available in these um, post-game media sessions, um, which are typically a place to sort of get quick reaction um, from the game that just occurs. But uh, they have all been so amazing uh, in their time that they spend um, with the media, uh, discussing the things that are currently ongoing and um, discussing their feelings uh, around things. And it has been difficult for them to do that, as they have alluded to in these uh, media sessions. And that echoed the same uh, for this weekend as well, on top of the midweek matches uh, that occurred. So um, a lot of great things that are um, coming out of these games, uh, even if it is uh, just moments of of solidarity and uh, playing for each other and, uh, you know, playing the sport that they love. Uh, So we will take a look at these standings really quickly for you all, just to keep you all updated before we exit the show. As of now, things are surprise, surprise, still as narrow as ever. Everybody, Uh, Portland Thorns FC are still in first place. Go ahead, Lisa. (laughs) Yeah, Sandra, I was just going to say that for our last picks for the rain game, I had rain and you had a draw. So for everyone listening, I won this weekend. I had three picks, right? And Sandra only had two. So there's so there's five standings. Thank you. There's five games and attacking third has C and D students. So congratulations to all of us. Here on the show. <laughs> Don't tell our bosses. Don't tell our bosses. <laughs> Fantastic. You love to see it. The standings, the standings, the standings. First place, Portland Thorns, 39 points. Number two, OL Rain with 38 points. Y'all, the NWSL Shield is cooking up and it's going to come 
to a real, real head-to-head. Stay tuned. Number three, Houston Dash, 32 points. Number four, North Carolina with 32 points. Fifth place, Washington Spirit with 30 points. And in sixth place, this New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC with 29 points. On the outside, looking in now, in seventh place is Chicago Red Stars with 29 points. In eighth place, Orlando Pride with 28 points. In ninth place, Racing Louisville with 17 points. And Kansas City NWSL in 10th place with 12 points. Things are going to change. Once again, there will be midweek matches coming up. Games that were temporarily paused and postponed for the uh, mental health of the players in light of all of the ongoing reporting that has been taking place have been rescheduled and they will be taking place on October the 13th. The majority of them are at least four games are there will be a fifth game that will be taking place at the end of the month in October. So stay tuned with us. We will keep everybody update updated on all of the NWSL action coming up. I want to thank everybody for listening as always. Please follow us on Twitter at Attacking Third War on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you listen to your podcast show. Uh, if you leave us a five-star review with a question, Lisa and I will answer it as part of our mailbag segment. We're also available as video, so please subscribe to us on YouTube. Visit youtube.com slash third, and we will be back Tuesday with a midweek preview of matches for you all. For Sandra Herrera and Lisa Roman, this was a second thing. Yeah.